Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. Um, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, before today's episode uh, starts, we've got a wonderful guest um, and, and it, we... The episode you're about to hear, um, as it finished, I, I posted um, on social media that I think we've just finished recording um, what will become a, a classic episode. Um, the, 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 the young uh, lady that I'm talking about, our guest, um, was absolutely wonderful, and that's Phoebe Vincent. And uh, in the duration of this podcast, uh, Phoebe talks about her career as an embalmer and how she got into that career. Um, fundamentally due to the fact that it was also um, her dad's profession. Um, I'm recording this on the Sunday. We recorded the episode uh, yesterday, which obviously would have been the Saturday. Um, and we messaged Phoebe afterwards, you know, just saying like, you know, what a great episode it was. And, you know, we're looking forward to releasing it. And, uh, and then I woke up today and uh, received the message from Phoebe saying, um, completely out of the blue, uh, last night, um, her father passed away. So um, we just felt it'd be really nice. Uh, and we spoke to Phoebe um, about this. And we just want to um, make sure that uh, everybody um, is aware that uh, this episode today is dedicated to uh, to Phoebe's dad and uh, and yeah and it's it's a wonderful episode and I'm sure he'd be uh, fiercely proud to to have heard Phoebe talking uh, with such confidence and humour and and wisdom um, on a great top five so um, so yeah okay um, let's get on with today's episode thank you it's a drunken soiree in the we're in Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello. Just before we get on with today's episode, Chris and I want to tell you all about our Patreon page. It won't take long, but we think you're going to want to hear it. Because you're missing out, quite frankly. Massively. All the more risque stuff that we sometimes think, oh, can we get away with that? Uh, we put it on our Patreon pages. And there's over 150 episodes uh, for our $10 subscribers. 
Absolutely. So for well, whatever that works out in UK pounds, what's that, about £7.50 a month? Yeah, for, for the price of a bag of chips, for a Savoy and chips, you can actually have us in your ears four times extra a month. That's four episodes minimum that we put out um, exclusively for Patreons, plus... Um, there's loads of we video most of our episodes now and the videos you can watch all of the podcasts now over on patreon as well um we put up loads of other unique content over there yeah don't there's we? there's there's pictures there it's basically our version of our only fans account isn't it basically so you, you exactly. get the sort of pictures on there of, of the behind the scenes of stew tucking into a pot noodle basically sort of stuff you that shouldn't be available to the public no one needs to see that but that's all we just thought we'd give you a quick heads up that if you're enjoying these podcasts then be aware for like £7.50 you can go and listen to over 150 exclusive episodes and there's some great ones over there with previous guests as well um, loads of names that you're going to recognise if you've been listening to, to the, 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 the weekly podcast we put out and yeah and also if you are a subscriber we're more than likely to do one of your top fives if you recommend it because we prioritise the patrons first don't we as well absolutely yeah so we, we try and sort of do as many top five suggested by you lot as well so uh yeah head over to patreon where can they find out about it chris uh patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing easy peasy and you can watch an intro video there as well of us in jacuzzis and doing sexy stuff with gal porter with gal porter not doing sexy stuff with gal porter can i just clear clear that up <laughs> gal not trying to drag your name through the mud <laughs> and scroobius pip yeah <laughs> all right P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash hardcore listing. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. Uh, I am one half of the presenting duo. I am Stuart Roy Whiffin. Sitting opposite me via the means of Zoom today is... The backbone of the presenting duo. The one who pulls it along, asks the best questions and just adds more value to the podcast. It's uh, Chris Glasson. So, um, moving swiftly on from that introduction, uh, we should just give you a briefing as to what Hardcore Listing Podcast is. It's a podcast where we get guests on. Not always guests. Sometimes it's just Chris and I, but we do have guests on and we ask them to pick a subject. Within that subject, whether that be bands, films, sandwiches, buffet items, we ask them to count down a definitive top five with us uh, on an episode. So... That's kind of it. That that's the, the gist of the podcast, right? That's that's it in a nutshell, mate. Yep. And um, we we sometimes, if we have guests on, we might deviate around their lives and what they get up to at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I guess I should shout out our sponsors as well. Uh, the one from Luke and Bang Boom Creative, uh, a, a, a in, incredible um, multimedia do-it-all company who work with the likes of Children in Need, the Katie Piper Foundation, um, create doing great photo shoots for us and uh, and also very kindly sponsor this podcast, um, God Knows Why. And also Love Beer, Charles from Love Beer and Love Beer, who have been with us almost from day one as well. Um, Charles uh, will install a bar in your back garden and also transports wonderful beers all around uh, the southeast. And um, if you go on lovebeer.co.uk. He's currently working on like a hybrid of them two things, which we can't say too much about. No. Um, but he's got a really exciting project on the go. So if you don't follow us on the socials, then then do so, because you can keep up to speak. We will be posting updates as to uh, Love Beer's new venture, which is Pro- super yeah. exciting. Project Land Rover, he's yeah. calling it. 
Exactly. So, yeah, can't, can't wait for that. Um, and a big shout out to uh, the main man, uh, our producer, friend, lover, uh, 76. Thank you. We've got a guest today, Chris. We have indeed, my friend. Yes. Hello, Phoebe Vincent. Hello. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, yeah, how are you? Yeah, we're good. We're good. So, um, to give some people a bit more of a sort of introduction to you, mm-hmm. uh, we, we was we was chatting uh, via the hardcore listing uh, Instagram, and we found out what you done for a living, and just thought, well, this could make for a really interesting top five. So, we've we've deviated from what you do, but it's probably very much within a similar kind of area. So, yeah, do you want to yeah. sort of tell? Tell um, our listeners, or tell us, like what what you do for a living and what you've chosen for your top five. Okay, uh, well, I'm an embalmer. I have been for about ten years now, and my top five is top five death rituals throughout like countries and like times and stuff like that. So just like the most kind of interesting ones that I could find, like because a lot of them are quite kind of similar, but like these are like quite curious ones and not sure if we would partake in any of them ourselves, maybe. <laughs> well, well, we'll soon find out. I, I um, just knew, Chris, you was literally about to say, well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> um, I, I, I told my missus what we, we were recording today and she can't, she couldn't wait basically Phoebe she's like oh really she's like that sounds like a really good top five because the other top five that we've got to record this weekend she's like I don't want to know um you know what what things you'd introduce uh show to an alien or a caveman if you met one (laughs) she's like who wants to listen to that and I'm I'm like you'd be exactly I'm like you'd be very surprised because I can't wait to do that one as well yeah yeah that sounds well good Mm. but your your job is an embalmer yes um and that also sparked a few questions from my girlfriend. Okay, well. go on. Um, so can you just explain what you're, if, for people who don't know what an embalmer is, can you just quickly okay. give us a, in a nutshell, what it what, is? What fun, what fun activities do you do every day? <laughs> okay, so my fun activities for every day uh, is, um, so uh, I'll get all the paperwork that I need. Um, not everyone is embalmed though, I will stress that, like it's totally optional. Um, but the embalming process is I'll get the deceased, uh, I'll check names and stuff, wash them down, see if there's anything in particular that the family wants. So that that's all on the paperwork. So if yeah. they want like their hair done a certain way, makeup, nails, or if he wanted his beard trimmed or shaved off, um, I'll do all that. Uh, but the embalming process is um, I'll you'll get like you'll have the body and stuff put it all down. And then um, you'll go for one of the main arteries. So it'll either be in the neck, in the arm, or yeah. in the leg. Uh, probably not so much the leg, because it can make all the blood like rush up and flush and stuff, and nobody wants that. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, so I'll do an injection. Um, I'll be well, kind of like the heart, in a sense, because like all the fluid that'll be, that we're putting around... Um, it's like from a machine. Um, we'll yeah. massage the deceased down and stuff like that, like face, hands, legs, just to try and get it all through. Yeah. Uh, so it's all like perforated, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so the colour comes back, like all the colour comes back, or like just all the, the witheriness yeah. <laughs> like goes away, basically. Yeah. Um, huh? Clean them up as well, because if, if someone's had quite a messy death, um, stuff gets everywhere, like blood and everything. So you have, so you've got to wash that all away. And dry, well. it dries, I guess, quite 
Oh my thing. god, dry blood is, ter- is the yeah. worst thing to try and dry up as well. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It bloody well is. It's very annoying. It's like red wine. It's like <laughs> nothing gets it bloody out. Um, white wine. One for my homies. <laughs> Just put makeup over it time. Um, but yes, yeah, so then, um, so the environment process doesn't really take that long. It's probably about like 15 minutes max, like, and that's including if they have to be injected anywhere else. Like, the fluid doesn't always get to everywhere. So then you've got to raise up all the other arteries to try and get into that arm, that hand, yeah. all that foot. Um, yeah so yeah so you do that then we aspirate which is like we'll, we'll suck out all the excess fluid and stuff that's like in the mouth and the nose yeah um and stuff <laughs> uh stitch everything back up if we need to like uh, from like the incision and stuff so stitch that all back up wash them down again um wash their hair clean their nails uh i used to have to dress them and cough in them by myself um but where i am now they've got like people to do that so that's quite nice so i can just focus on the environment yeah. just look after the disease basically yeah I never minded anyway but it's just like it was just extra stuff and you couldn't like get as much done yeah um so yeah so it's basically just kind of like tidying up people really who have been really ill and make them look better <laughs> really ill like the yeah. most as critically ill as, as ill you, as yeah. possible yeah it's like beyond better <laughs> so do you exsanguinate them then basically do you have to drain any of the blood out or does that sort of like no it, it's kind of it's kind of a misconception um there is a, I, I, I shit you not there's a lot there's so much blood in the human body we yeah. believe um so if we were to to drain all that out um would probably be there for ages to be yeah. honest um there's a technique called renal drainage um which is when you raise the carotid artery the one in your neck mm-hmm. you've got your jugular vein yeah. if someone has had like a heart attack or uh oh, i don't know like a stroke or something like that um, all the blood, like obviously everything kind of coagulates anyway, yeah. like it solidifies. So yeah. they think the venal draining is you get these two tubes and you put one up the artery and one down, in not in the artery, sorry, in the vein. So they're kind of, oh, not, this isn't very good podcasting, is it? No, actually? No. It's just like up, up your neck and down your neck, basically. Yeah. And while you're embalming, that will push the blood out. So that's kind of as much like blood extraction yeah, okay. that we'll do um but now nah, man we'd be there for days like honestly yeah. <laughs> well so much blood I, I mean i've got a million and one questions which um i'll, I'll definitely drop in as we yeah i through the fire yeah, yeah, yeah like, i'll sprinkle my my girlfriend's got two and i'll sprinkle because they fat because i was just like why is that your first question um <laughs> When she asked me, she asked a very fun one and then a very, very morose, dark one. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's 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 start things off with the top five first. So um, let's go number five on your death rituals. Okay. so number five, um, I have kind of got I've put down mummification because without it, I wouldn't really have a job. And there's a few things that I think people don't really quite know about mummification that I had to learn while I was studying for my environment exam stuff. So it's like it's really weird. Like we have to learn about the Egyptians as well. <laughs> um, did you on your first exam? Did you just wrap them up in like Andrex and they were like, <laughs> "I'm just in the baby do opening uh, credits." <laughs> 
a bit of air fresh for breeze as well. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> the lavender one, especially. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Um, right. So, mummification. Uh, right. So, um, normally it was for the pharaohs and everything. Uh, most of the commoners used to just get kind of like wrapped up and just buried normally. Like they didn't really have anything as extravagant as like the pharaohs or like the priests or anyone well thought of. Yeah. So, they would start. So, they would start, um, they'd have the deceased. Uh, they take the brain out first, um, but it's not through the nose. It's through, there's a hole at the base of the neck that they'll go through. Like, it's just right. there. It's at the bottom, kind of, you can kind of feel it. But they used to drain it out that way. Right. Um, but they have found in uh, later mummies, not so ones that are early on, um, they actually still had some of their brain left in there. It just kind of like solidifies with all like the mummification stuff, like the dehydration, basically. So they didn't always take it out. So a bit of a catch, a bit of a sloppy job, maybe. Don't yeah, it? yeah. Like the brain's really weird anyway. Like it's kind of a weird consistency. So like I can kind of see how it could come out of the nose, but when you see like the makeup of the inside of the skull, it's just a bit. I, I just don't see how they could have got it out really. To be fair. To be honest, that's um, that's being an embalmer. You've probably you've got probably quite a good knowledge of these sort of things. Yeah. I've seen some things. Oh, God, yeah. um, so once the brain's removed, yeah. uh, they thought it was useless as well. By the way, they thought the brain did what the heart does. No, hang on. They thought the heart did what the brain did. Sorry. No. Yeah. So they they didn't think they thought the heart was like the key thing. They didn't think the brain was of any use whatsoever. So they just sucked it out like basically like scrambled eggs. They weren't interested in keeping nope. it in one yeah. place. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's strange. It is weird. Um, so yeah. So then they'd place uh, they'd, they'd have they'd remove the brain. They would then put the the liver, the intestines, and the stomach in the canopic jars that we all know and love. Um, they, they were to be the sons of Horace so that the organs would be protected. Um, the heart would stay in place. They, they would never take out the heart. So everything else that they that they do that I'm going to go through, um, they always left the heart in place because it was like it was part of a ritual thing. So I will get to that. Um, so yeah, so they do that. They remove all the organs. The body would be soaked for 40 days in like a natron solution, so it would dry everything out, so the body wouldn't like rot or anything. Um, they would then wrap them up in like wax, herbs, like resin things. But again, that we've all seen. Uh, they would put touch pieces in there, so they would have like all their belongings and stuff that they had, as like obviously like in the pyramids and stuff. Um, but they would wrap them with like scrolls, like amulets, and there was the eye of Horus as well that they would place on like the incision part. Because uh, once they've done all that. Because uh, there, yeah, so I'm losing track of myself here. Um, yeah, that was it. Yeah, so they put all the belongings in there and everything. Then that was in between each wrap. Uh, so when it came yeah. to the ceremony, hmm. uh, they would have a priest open the mouth of the mummy so that they could like eat and drink and stuff in the afterlife. Because they believed in the afterlife, like they thought that all happened. That's why everything was put with them. Yeah. Um, and they put they put the um the book of the dead with them in there as well, but it's actually just scrolls that would be like instructions for the deceased on how yeah. to like eternal life. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like 
navigating around, you know, the afterlife, isn't it? It's like yeah, a, yeah. Maps, Google like, Maps for the dead. Go. Doing, um, Google scrolls. I was thinking, I was like, Google Maps for the dead. Did they remove the eyes? Mm. No, but I'm pleased that you asked this because um, a new thing that I learned while I was like going over everything again is that the Egyptians loved onions, like they worshipped onions. So the pharaohs would have onions put in their eyes. Rubbish. That's, so That's ridiculous. It's like, Crazy, a, isn't it? A, it'll make your eyes water. It would, right? it would. Impractical. You've got a couple of, they've removed your eyes and then they give you a book. What's the yeah. fucking point of that? No, that's absolutely, it's, it's taking the piss, mate. It shows no respect. And also, it means that we aliens exist because there's no way these numpties built the pyramids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Aliens in their eyes. <laughs> I'm just trying to think what, nah, not onions. That's the one thing the eyes don't like, isn't it? I know, I know. So many other things you could put in there. A couple of eggs. A couple of know. eggs or like um, beets even. Yeah. Or beets. something like that. I'm trying to think about what they would have like back in like a ball of clay with yeah. like eyes on instead or something if they were going to do that. What do I, mean, I don't know if it was Egyptian times or it was, it might have happened when it got to Roman times when they um, invented them glasses with the eyeballs on springs. But, oh. Uh, that would, that <laughs> would be better. Maybe they did, mate. The first Frero. I think that'd be a really solid the Frero look. goggly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That would be so cool. <laughs> I might have that myself, actually. You know, just the old goggly eyes. Okay. So they left the heart in, and you said that that was um, quick shout out to the Sons of Horus, anyway. Um, but they um, they left the heart in. Yeah. What was what was the reasons for that? Well, because they believed, like, with the afterlife and everything, um, they believed that once you had your ceremony, like all the mm-hmm. priests did all the rituals and stuff, um, yeah. you'd go on in the afterlife and it, you'll, you would be judged and they'd call it the weighing of the heart. Yeah. So if you were a good guy, um, you'd go over and be with Anubis. But if you're a bad guy, you'd uh, go over and be with um, a god called Amit, I think, uh, who like used to punish like all the bad people and stuff. Because the Egyptians believed that like whatever, kind of like today really, like whatever you did bad and everything would reflect in your heart, and then you'd go and like talk to Anubis and Amit, oh, and then you'd be judged, I, 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 and that would be like the weighing of the heart. heart. Yeah, I think they weigh your heart, and. Mm. Uh, I think that's then, yeah, you go through. I think I'm, I'm basically getting this, not from any books, but I think I watched the movie Gods of Egypt the other day with my mum, and I'm sure someone weighed a heart in that. I think the term you you're go. scratching around looking for there, Chris, is called guesswork, mate. I was afraid of happening with guesswork with this as well, by the way. I was like, I'm going to make sure everything's spot on. <laughs> I don't know any environment's messaging me going, it's wrong, it's wrong, what are you doing? Well... <laughs> Phoebe, before we uh, we move on, I've got a few questions, but I'm intrigued as to what Molly's question uh, was, Chris. Yeah. Right. Now, the, the light-hearted one, the very first thing she needed to know, uh, Phoebe. Okay. Um, do you squeeze the poo out of people? Uh, yes and no. Sometimes. Okay, oh, my God, it's awful. <laughs> squeeze? <laughs> what, like, ring a man? I swear to God, Molly was like, and I was like, well, how's that happening? She's like, really, just Stomach. So I've, I've got visions of my, my like girlfriend just jumping up and down in someone's stomach. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny. Um, 
No, because it's like sometimes, right, if, if, if we do have someone that has had quite like an accident, so to speak, yeah. um, we just we have to kind of like clean it up and everything. Like it's not pretty really, to be honest, because on a side note, like you get a lot of like people who are like, oh, I want to be in Barma, oh my God, oh my God. And then when they see like the poo side of it and everything, and that you will have to like wipe that away and have yeah. to deal with it they run outside because they can't deal with it um but no but sometimes you have to kind of help them along a little bit if it's kind of stuck in there but then like you know sometimes we'll pack it a little bit as well so it's not glamorous but it it helps people (laughs) so many more questions have come up did you just say pack it a little bit yeah, yeah, like sometimes if it's really bad, like if they've got really bad like diarrhea and stuff, like C diff and everything, we yeah. have to like we've got to do just just a little bit of colour more. It's nothing horrible, I promise. It's not like a butt plug or anything like that. It's just a little bit of cotton wool up there and then we'll put a nappy on or something or like a covering. Wow. Like a modesty covering. I tell you what, if in. I get buried with a nappy, I'm gonna be fucked off. Like Yeah, like, I'd be fucked off. I'm like, I I'm I wanna be buried. I have a I have a dressed up in like vampire garbs or yeah. as a mummy I'm like I'm, I'm so pot committed to that because yeah, there's just a slight off chance that I come back as the undead I want to look the part and I yeah. don't want to be buried forever in a nappy with cotton wool up my ass but I think we know what's probably more likely with me is probably is definitely going that way can't you just save corks at home like just save corks when you crack open a bottle of wine just like I'll keep that because maybe the keep it in like a, an, an envelope with like, like your last will and testament, just a cork, just in case. Yeah, I want to cork my ass. Thank you. <laughs> Tell the environment I need a cork. The I thought of having a heart attack on the way home from having an eat all you can buffet, like <laughs> you know, you just think, right, hang on, I've got six plates of food in me, and I've just died. <laughs> instead of like your life flashing before your eyes you, you actually flash forward to what an embalmer's got to put up with and you're like oh i feel so embarrassed i don't want my last vision to be molly jumping up and down on my stomach <laughs> Come on. trying to get it all out <laughs> and, and just one other question phoebe as well you yeah. did say sometimes you encourage them you mm. help it out what's Cause, that oh because if they're turtling and it's not all the way out. If that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got to kind of like just, just we we have like um these big ass. We call them ass packers. They're like this big, like these two as well. I mean, for, so for those at home, that's about a, a foot and a half long. Yeah, it's, they're, they're quite crazy. I remember when I first saw them, I was like, "What the bloody hell do they do?" Um, but yeah, but I'll get I'll get my ass packer to it and just kind of like gently. Get it out a little bit, like the little I mean, there's, there's, there's a circular motion going on there. Yeah, because it's like because I'm holding the tweezers, like I'm mentally holding them, and then you yeah. kind of just yeah. you got to be gentle. They're blunt gentle. as well, Respect. so like they're not going to stab anyone at the arse or anything. No, um, but you just kind of get it out with a bit of tweezer, really. To be fair, Phoebe, you're, you're kind of like stronger human being than me. I tell you, <laughs> like, he's grim. It's baby poo. I can't deal with. Give me dead poo any day. It's baby poo. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Honestly, <laughs> like my sister's, I've got a like a nearly two-year-old nephew. Oh, I can't deal with it. I feel really? so bad about it. But I was like, I can't deal with baby poo. Give me anything else but baby poo. So yeah. yeah. I couldn't embalm a fox. The thought of having to deal with fox shit would kill me. God, yeah. bloody dog around 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 it it as well. Um. All right. Um. Number four, Phoebe. Oh. 
So number four is sky burials. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I know sky burial. I think I know. Yeah, I was going to say. I think some of these people might know anyway. I'm not sure about the first one or the second mm-hmm. one, but a few of these I think people know. So sky burials. So these guys, uh, it's practiced by Tibetan monks. Um, it's still it's still kind of happening today as well because uh, some of these are illegal now so uh so this still goes on so the monks uh they see the body as an empty shell but there's nothing there like which is probably quite what a lot of people believe these days i feel um so yeah so they see the corpse as an empty shell uh 49 days before the ceremony um they think that the, i've actually written as well here um the body spirit will lurk around for about three days so they believe the spirit kind of hangs around with everyone for about three days after death um but it's a full 49 days before the actual sky burial because they believe that like the suffering like leads to some sort of state of nirvana like for the family and stuff like with with the with the death happening and everything so during this time, while they're just like hanging around, uh, they'll place the body and cover it in a white sheet and they'll place it in a fetal position with just the head poking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this, this is, it, it, oh no. um, this is called Rulang and they do it to prevent zombies from happening because they they believe that zombies so they'll do this procedure um so they will keep them away basically there's another tribe that kind of do that they think they'll have dogs i can't remember what tribe it is now um but they have dogs come and guard the body for like two days after the death because they believe that some kind of demon will get in there so these guys just do like a kind of fetal position cheat over the body head thing to prevent it um so yeah so when the vulture time comes uh the family will stay at home uh and the priests and the villagers will take the body up to the hill basically like to the mountain um and they'll burn incense and uh all that kind of jazz like say rituals say some prayers and everything um because they they kind of see the vultures as angels like what do they call them now i think they're called like bears or something like that but they believe they're angels so like the they will then (laughs) put the body on like the rock thing and all the vultures will come down basically and eat them and just fly away and they'll take they believe it kind of carries this like the body up to like the heaven i suppose like their version of heaven and stuff sometimes as well like it's a bit grim but they'll make like human bird seed balls for the vultures like they'll chop up like bits of the body if they have to and make yeah. like big fat bird seeds for the vultures made out of the deceased and stuff so yeah so it's kind of like it's, it's very cathartic i imagine like watching it happen um but they wouldn't they wouldn't feed diseased or children to the vultures it was only kind of like as a again it's kind of like a higher class thing or like if you were very well thought of um and if the vultures don't finish you they see it as a bad omen oh yeah thanks so apparently, mm, yeah so I mean, complicated. It is a bit... Sorry, did I just garble all that then? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Shoe, shoe gets... Cop- you, you, Phoebe, you got to appreciate Shoe, shoe like simple. Go on, Shoe. No, How would you do this? Bury me in a hole. Like, I just think, like, it's... The, the, the thought that, like, A, I'm laying there and I'm thinking, right, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm looking up, there's vultures coming down, uh, they've made, like, fat balls at, at me 
I don't know. Me guts. Me guts. <laughs> and uh, and I'm just, am I am I naked? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they'll take the white oh, sheet God. off once they know that you're not a zombie and, like, no, just kind of... No, talk, 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 let them think I'm a zombie. I mean, you're not exactly... You, you, you're looking like a zombie anyway. If they've made bits out of you and they've stuck them on you, the thought of laying there... Probably the only time wishing I had onions for eyes because <laughs> knowing that a vulture's about to start eating my eyes and... And... <sighs> Me knob and balls are going to be out. You don't want that, do you? Like, yeah, but everyone's, like, everyone's having a nice old knees up at your funeral. They're about to go down to work in men's club for like your, your, your wake and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, and I just think that's going to put guests off like the sausage rolls and the volivants and stuff if they've got to look the vulture eating like their dad's, you know, knob and nuts. I think you've got it all wrong. Well, I'd love to go out like that. You, <laughs> yeah, I think you've got no sense of adventure. Like, firstly, no you die, you're dead, and then you're tucked. Like, the first thing they do, strip you off. Brilliant. And then, and then they tuck, they put a little white sheet over and tuck you in. What? What if you drowned? What if you drowned in a cold river and you, they pulled you out and you've got like cold water knob? Yeah, but it's something you want to go out like with... that. Do you want to oh. go out with like all of the nearest and dearest standing around you? Like, why you've got a button mushroom. <laughs> I, I, I went to the doctor and they said it's actually physically impossible for my penis to get any smaller. So, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to know. I was just like, Doc, look. Look at this. Look at this. And, yeah, and I was like, can this get any worse? Just let me know. And he was like, actually, Chris, no, you can't, you can't, you can't get smaller than a laptop. Um, so basically, I think being tucked in on a mountain, great views, and then that's nice. And then, like, all right. You're going to see the views. You're not going to see the views. You've got, you've got a load of fucking vermin eating your eyeballs. They're, they're angels, mate. They ain't angels, they're vultures. If I'm, if I'm walking through a desert with my trousers over my head to shield the sun from me, right, I'm seeing mirages of light, um, you know, Patrick like an Aldi or something like that. <laughs> and if there's vultures flying over my head, they ain't angels, mate. Okay. Right. They're, they're, they're seeing me as like a bargain bucket, mate. They are huge. That's a huge too. Like, because from the ones that I saw in the pictures and everything, I was just like, you know, I would not be yeah. into that. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. It's big. It's cheap as well, I reckon. Cheap burial. Yeah, but it is, to be white fair. White sheet. Just a yeah. white sheet. Just pay for a bit of white sheet and incense and you're all right, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, take up, stay down your priest mate. time. Like... Yeah. <laughs> like it, like it. What questions have you got for Phoebe then, mate? You got any little burning questions? Um, what made you want to be an embalmer? Uh, it was kind of, it was a little bit by accident because... Uh, well, you I started embalming what, someone accidentally. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, how did I end up here? Um, well, my dad's an embalmer. Right. Um, <clears throat> I, I will say now, uh, I, I never, ever wanted to do it as a job when I was a kid. I, I was never interested in it. We all thought that my sister would end up doing it. 
Um, but I just, I don't know, like I was, I was struggling to find work because I'd done, um, it sounds like I'm going to go backwards, but like I promise it does actually lead to higher life. I did do the environment, I promise. Um, I did, I did about four years doing uh, food and restaurant and civil service and bar management in at Birmingham College of Food and Tourism for about four years. Because I've seen, um, I've seen Stranger Than Fiction and I wanted like uh, uh, unsigned poetry band bakery bar thing. <laughs> Because I really want that. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I got I got really ill. I got Parkinson's syndrome in both my hands. Oh, I was like eighteen. Fuck. Um. So I couldn't pull pints or write stuff as well as I used to. So I kind of had to put all that in the bin, which I was kind of gutted about. I might go back to it like in later life. Yeah. Um. But I was on the doll for a bit, and I was getting really antsy. Like my hands were kind of fixed. Like they were a lot better than what they were, and I was yeah. like, I need to find a job. So um, I just like pestering my dad. Uh about funeral stuff because I've learned yeah. all these social skills yeah, I was yeah. just like I want to help people I just yeah, wanted yeah. to help people really and not be in like a big kind of corporate machine yeah. bubble world yeah so I went to work with him saw what the environment actually was and I was like do you know what like I really like that like it's nice because it's it's very satisfying like yeah. it's like it's a very visually satisfying sometimes you do just want to like strangle yourself sometimes with how frustrating it can be um but I ended up getting into it so just I wanted to help people I didn't want to be um not necessarily like told what to do all the time but I kind of just wanted to be left to my own devices because that's yeah. how like, I found you guys because like, I listen to podcasts like I just work away um and I just yeah I just kind of wanted to do that like I kind of I don't know not like a selfless job or anything, but I just wanted an honest job, really. Yeah, that is, it is yeah. ideal. It's an honest job. And I think, uh, yeah, you can sort of like possibly, you, you don't have to you know, not rely on so much on other people when you get into that sort of work. Mate. I quite no. like some of the work contract work I pick up at the moment, Phoebe. I love the fact that they say, go and do that. And I can yeah. just mostly do it. And it's that when people want to have me around for meetings or training, I'm just like, it adds no value to my but yeah that's that's really cool was yeah was um i mean it's, it's a stupidly obvious question to ask but no, like, no, go on. um like, i mean at this point was this the first time when you went to work with your dad you know after your illness that you'd, you'd kind of seen you know a dead body or was death something that was always openly spoken about growing up and stuff because of your dad's work and the kitchen type yeah dinner time yeah uh well <clears throat> i kind of half and half because my mom uh my mom won't really like talking about it yeah. um but when i was little it was kind of like around because sometimes my dad would like look after me and my sister and we'd be running around like the funeral home that he worked in like only the front and stuff we were never allowed around like the back um because I, I didn't see a dead body till I was probably about like 13 or 12 to be honest and, and unfortunately it was um it was my mom's best friend who died really suddenly she was only about like 36 oh, um so that that really kind of like had a slight impact but no we'd always kind of been around it like my dad's always been quite honest about it like we're both uh, funny enough ironically we're both quite terrified <laughs> like because it is scary um, but it's just it's just a horrible truth, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but we're quite an open family anyway. Like we like, yeah, like it, it was always kind of around, like we could always go and talk to dad about what he did that day, like about death and everything, and kind of understanding that kind of process um and kind of what happens. 
but yeah but I was only little at the time it's only as I got older really that I kind of gathered what what the situation was with my dad's job um but yeah I, I think that's kind of a healthy thing in a way to un, like have a, a an understanding and grasping of, of death yeah really um and growing up it is something that we all have to sort of face and and deal with so having that is, is in some ways probably a helpful but look when me and shoot acted very normally when you said the first dead body you saw you was oh god i weren't young probably 13 it's like most I, i'd say for most people um that is quite young probably it uh, is because it's sorry, on, sorry no, no, that, was, that was it i was struggling for something interesting to say after no, that because i i found that i found that some people some people that are pro- like uh, so I'm, like, I'm like 29 now like and I, I still know some people that are my age that still haven't ever seen a dead body like it's really yeah. like one of my sister's friends we were having a barbecue this is a couple of years ago and it was like so on monday you're gonna go into work and see a dead person i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. like oh, loads loads of them like they know see as many as i want yeah yeah like oh look i'm dead um so yes i think that was one of the kind of like key moments where i was just like yeah it's a bit strange not everybody sees this every day and we're so used to it at work like and you have to be like not in a like disrespectful way no it just becomes like plumbing and seeing a toilet every day it's just kind of like that i see i i i totally get that but i want to ask like when you started embalming yeah was there a period of adjustment where you know because initially surely there must have been a fuck this is this is a dead person and Mm -hmm. i'm now touching a dead person Mm -hmm. like what was there like you know a kind of probation period for a want of a better description (laughs) where you're you know you started to adjust your mindset to you know, and, and desensitise from the enormity yeah. of, of, of... Yeah, it's, it's no longer pleasure. This is, I'm doing this now for work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God. Had, hang on. Uh, I think, yes, there was. I think the first couple of weeks, um, again, not, not to bring the mood down, because I, I, I don't want to be like morose or anything, but I think the real kind of pinch, it was like, uh, it's probably about a couple of months or something like that, I think. Um, it's when I first saw my first kind of like child that had died. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I think she was about like eight or something like that. That's um, so that's when it was just like... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shit, like this, like it's, it's kind of, because it's like sometimes you think like, what am I doing? Like I am just trying to make these dead people look good like and sometimes it feels a bit pointless because it is just cosmetic and everything but then when you when I got that case and like Roz uh, like helped me with it and everything who's my colleague um that's when it was just like yeah this is a job like this is quite important and then I think I went home so try not because try not to get attached because it's not my grief and and it's right. insulting for me yeah. to try and like Same feel time. like oh like empathize yeah. with the family. But, but you're, you're human right and so like yeah you, you can't as much yeah. as you say that it, that that's the mindset you, you know you're oh, gotcha. to have. but the reality of it will also be that that you know that he's a person and, and mm. you know and, and yeah exactly so I think there, there wasn't just with time because because they're very cold and it is weird like I just I'd go home and just think about all the all the people that I dealt with that day and I was yeah. like and like I close my eyes and like you kind of see them a little bit and yeah. you're like right okay I need to like as you said Stu like I need to like have this moment adjust like take it all in be like very buddhist about it take it all in deal yeah. with it like you know think about how it makes me feel and all that yeah. jazz don't put it in a box yeah, and, and, and then just it. kind of like... To, that's not an analogy. No, no. So, yeah, so there was kind of like an adjustment period, for sure. Because it is weird, like, it is really weird. Like, and, and, and it, you meet new people every day that you've never known in a way because they're dead but it's a new person so that that kind of got me as well as so like meeting all these new people but they're not two questions more, yeah um, exactly yeah in a non- or like Tibetan way. yeah is it just yeah. a shell but I, I've got two yeah. things to say um one I think it's a really important job because from the sort well, of you. you know from, from the from the from the, from the sort of like deaths that I've had to uh face and process yeah uh, part of the grieving process is it is to visit the body and um yeah. And and to have them looking as close to themselves, and uh, you know, it was was really good for me. And it gave mm. it is like I was I was warned. Say for example, I won't get too dark, no, no, but for my dad because it was a positive it was a positive experience. But visiting my dad, uh, I was told, like my brother said, uh, um, you know, he's probably going to look slightly different because of the way there's the. A, a human body's is animated and has got like some sort of vitality. And when you die, like when you're lying back, your sort of face sinks back a little bit. Yeah. And, um, but it still looked like my father and it was yeah. still great to sort of like be able to properly have that last moment of, I want to say intimacy here. And I'm not trying to make a joke of that, like no, with my no, dad. No. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I really do think that's, that's really important. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's important. And then you did say one other thing there. Sorry, Stu. You said, well, you know, cause you're meeting new people every day, which brings me on to Molly's really dark question, which was, oh, yeah. have you ever recognized anyone that's come in just randomly? Like, Ooh. Oh fuck. That's um, Tommy, Tim, Tommy Hilbert from fourth grade. 
Yes. Fourth grade? We're not in America, but you know what I mean. I, uh... I mean, you don't, obviously, if you, it's going to comp, you know, if you're not allowed to talk about certain things, oh, sure. then obviously yeah, yeah, we understand. Yeah. Or, it's, as well. no, or it's distressing, or if it's distressing, obviously don't. No, no, no. I won't, I won't, I just don't talk about names or anything, I yeah, suppose. Like, my work colleagues, I know I've mentioned their names, but they don't care. Um, but yeah, I once had, um, unfortunately, uh, I didn't, I didn't know him, like, personally, but, like, he knew a group of friends. That, like, you know when you just kind of, like, you're growing up and stuff, yeah. and that group there's that group and there's yeah. that group well he was part of that group that yeah. I kind of knew because I think um I I went out with um one of his mates uh friends or something um but he he um he killed himself he um he chucked himself off a car park thing and I got him in at work and I recognized who it was because of his tattoo and I was thinking shit like I know that tattoo and obviously like tattoos like I know lots of people have the same ones but you can you know you can tell um so yeah so I I spoke I spoke to my mate going look I don't don't," because it's awful sometimes because Mm. like it's not the first one that I've had either like I've had another Mm. one and that was another suicide too and it's really it's like it is an issue like it really is um and it, it's tough because you want to talk to your friends about it because you're just like, oh, I've had so-and-so in. Like, did you know? But then I don't want to be that person that's always yeah, saying, oh, so-and-so is dead. Oh, yeah, so-and-so is dead. Like, Not oh, calling Phoebe. Fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> Bloody but So, yeah, so that has happened. And it, it's kind of... It's very kind of sweet, really, to be fair, because you're quite pleased that, like, it's you, so to speak, because, you know, I know that I can make this person look good, like, yeah. it's fine. Um, but then at the other time, it's just like, oh, God, I really wish I didn't know this. And then, yeah. like, have that kind of kind of conversation next time I do see that person kind of thing. So, yeah, like, it's a bit, it's kind of a bit twisted sometimes. Strange, strange sensation. Yeah, it's funny. But, yeah. But I've got another question. <laughs> but yeah, go on, Stu. But I'll, I'll wait until um, after number three. After the next death ritual. Yeah. Okay. okay. Where are we at? Three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. This is um, not like because I would do this, but I thought this was quite interesting. I thought this is quite strange. Um. So. Number three is the, I hope I'm saying this is right as well, I'm a little bit dyslexic, so I'm bitten. Um, the the Trajoran people. Oh, right. If we've heard of these, I don't know. They might have been on that Dark Forest thing that was on Netflix a couple of months, <laughs> years ago or something. So, these chaps, they live in Indonesia. Uh, when a family member dies, they don't actually think that they're dead. They just think that they're poorly. And they, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. So it's kind of, they believe that this state is called uh, Makula. So they're just kind of chilling out. They'll be put into a room, like a special room in like the back of the house, as it would be the back of the house, because you won't want them put in the house. No. Um, and yeah, so they believe that they're relatively still and like they'll bring them cups of tea they'll bring them food they'll bring them cigarettes and stuff and like like for about four times a day <clears throat> so they'll be like oh hi grandma like you know here's your tea like how are you so still talk to them and everything um and they could be there for, for years so they could be looking after this like deceased relative for years in the back of the house because rotting they're, corpse they're dead yeah and they used with, to with, use, a, with like, a flag on 
and a cup yeah. of tea. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing about honestly, I've had this at work as well, you know. I've gone in to go and check people in their chapels and they've put bags in their hand and stuff. Like, it's brilliant. <laughs> That's where I want to go. I do. Uh, <laughs> oh, bags, little whiskey bottles as well, but they'll make the um creator blow up, so we have to take the alcohol out, unfortunately. Oh, um, but yeah, it's mental, so they'll they'll look after them. Um, because they just don't believe that they're dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they could be there for years because they'll save up for the funeral, you see. So obviously, like old Nan could be at the back of the house for like for about five years, and they used to use like a waxy kind of resin to like help preserve them. But because it's such a hot country anyway, like the bodies will eventually like dry out. But they use like mixtures of like formalin and like water and stuff now to inject into the deceased to keep them as good as possible. Like they don't always look great, but like they're there, like they're preserved. Did you say that this is a practice they're still doing today? Yes. This still happens today. I've seen something on this. With yes. the addition of Google, you think some some one of the youngsters might just go something like Nan is smelling funky. <laughs> I'm just gonna quickly have a quick look on Google and just see what the rest of the world is doing. All oh, right, yeah, they're they're just they're just going. No, that that's a dead person. Nan's been chilling out for three years and there's still yeah, 200 like, embassy lights there and Shane, it's a little Thousands of fucking off mouldy sandwiches. Oh, it's just living it. Like, and all those mouldy cups of tea and everything. I reckon, because no. Indonesia's known for ha- um, having quite an uh, interesting relationship with morality and legality mm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, I wonder if that's just like there's always one family member who's got a bit of a con going on, and they're like, no, no, and then still about, no, no, and still about, and they because they're nicking all the, they're just selling all the cigarettes back on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Them out the back room, and then just selling them back on, going, no, 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 just no, no. We, we need a, uh, we, we, we just spoke to the council. No, we definitely still need a free bedroom ass. Yeah, yeah like uh, yeah. <laughs> she still wants the benefits. It's all right. She's still in. <laughs> Yeah. She's just chilling out. Yeah, yeah, she's fine. I like the idea of like a naughty teenager in the family, like stealing the cigarettes at night from them or something, yeah, and like exactly. just having cheeky ones. But just under, you won't just mind. Like, Good yeah. old Nan. <laughs> Nan's holding him with a bony claw. <laughs> yeah, slowly pulling him out. Oh, yeah. If it came to life, but I'd shit myself if that happened. That oh. <laughs> One of the questions I, I wanted to ask was um, in regards to. Um, the style or the look that you get asked to, um, you know, in, in the way that you embalm someone. Yeah. That from the next of kin. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Some more questions. <clears throat> which, which can be annoying, actually. I will say, because say for example, you two, you two both got beards, right? So say like Touchwood, you're about you're 100 years old and you're dying, you still got your beard. If your wife hated that beard, she could ask the embalmer to shave it off. My wife would do that, 100%. Oh, I hate it. I think it's really mean because I'm just like... I don't want to be buried with a visible double chin. (laughs) (laughs) Lying down like that. But I just think it's really mean. Plus, I get these men that have these horrendous beards that have lived for so many years and I have to wrap the old thing off. They're going to the chapel and they're like, oh, it doesn't look like my dad. I'm like, I wonder why. 
all of the stuff that you said there kind of ties in with my question, which is, um, so fast forward a few years, right? Obviously, I'm, I'm Chrissy's next to kin, um, and Chris dies, right? Uh, and then I come to see you um, about embalming Chris. Yeah. Um, now, you can make me do. Can <laughs> I just say the massage part of the process? Because I paid particular attention of that process, and I just want you to. I want. I want a good. I want a that extended massage. Yeah. Do you have to? Do you have to have their eyes closed? No. Great, right? So if I was I have a story with this too, but go on. If I was to say, can Chris have his eyes open? But could you point both of his pupils inwards? So, <laughs> <laughs> both sides. Yeah. The eyes are really hard, you know. Like, could, you could try and move them around. I'll give that a go. To yeah. be fair, like for you, still, which <laughs> just mate. experiment. Free a charge, foc. But what was the story you was going to say about eyes? Well, um, I had um, because we get glass eyes. People still in with glass eyes, oh, um, like the really, real, realistic ones. And I've had two situations this year already. <laughs> Uh, one of them is she had both both glass eyes in her. So because your eyes go blue after you die, like they go blue. What you, what 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 parts? The, the your eyes. Bits, no, no, no yeah. the colour bits they go blue. Like everyone's eyes go blue. What the iris goes yeah. blue? Yeah, yeah. No, you know when we're born. What? You know when we're born and we've got blue eyes, and then the colour comes into the eyes as the child no. gets older. Didn't know any of this. I've got to get it. Hold on, let me get a notepad and pen because I'm fucking... <laughs> Gotta write this shit down. Well, so yeah, when you die, your eyes, eyes go blue. Hmm? Like all that. So you see my eye there? That'll go blue. No, it won't. Seriously, absolutely. I've seen it with people with the darkest of brown eyes, and no. like they get a blue ring around them, it starts to go blue. I was surprised. Like it was something that I didn't know that happened, but it happens. Oh my god, I'm, my mind yeah, is officially get... blown. I won't yeah. come back from that today. It's weird. I, I would like. I can't show you either. So, what, what, so, so do you know the science behind it? George, you know, um, that's the tell you. <laughs> I wonder if it's because the colour of our eyes, um, this is guesswork, um, but I know it's you're, you're in, you're in a You're in a safe place for that. It's in a safe place, okay. Feel, anyone feel free to tell me I'm wrong. Um, but because our eyes, people's eyes are blue because they, they've coloured, it's something about how the light filters into the eye and how it's processed. And that's why, like, my eyes are green because of how the light shines into my eyes. Do you, are your eyes blue? Yeah, your eyes are blue, green. aren't they? Oh, they green. Yeah, like piss holes in the snow, Stuart. So lovely. Um, but yeah, but it's 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 how the light hits the space, basically, right. like in the eyes. So I think that when there's no longer like light or anything working, obviously when we die, I think they just go into like that kind of blank blue thing. But again, that is best work. But I know it is something to do with light, like with the colour of our eyes and how we take them in. Like blue people don't have like blue white people, so don't have that kind of filter. I think. I'm, I'm totally open to being wrong, but I know that I've read that something somewhere like that. So, yeah. Us blue, us, blue -eyed, us blue eyed folks are more, um, we're purer. Yeah. Mm, my boyfriend's got blue eyes too, so he's all yeah. like, exactly. I have a vision. Just <laughs> incidentally, you said the woman come in with two glass eyes. She's blind, I, yeah, right? Um, yes, two glass eyes, and like I took them out, and she just had like these gaps like behind her eyes. Like it, it's happened a few times. But, she had um, what behind her eyes? 
of just blankness like there was no eyeball or anything it was just like a little pocket of like skin it was really oh right okay and these two glass eyes but uh i couldn't shut her eyes properly and the family knew about this so she was kind of like open with her eyes out and it was really weird because of how like shiny and everything that they looked so that was really creepy and um there was this other woman she had a fake eye piece like how they did back in the war like they'd have like a little palette yeah. thing oh. little fake eyeglass so she had that on her one eye was shut so she just looked really bizarre in the coffin because it was just like there well, she like... was like winking <laughs> yeah yeah it was really strange and i hadn't seen anything like that before <laughs> apart from like on world war Two things so yeah it was bizarre oh. just walked in and she's just staring right at you should I find myself with two glass eyes by the time I uh, I, I meet my maker? Ah, uh, you will. Put me up on that fucking mountain and I will fuck with them vultures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they'll, they'll be waiting for you. They'll be waiting for you to fucking fall asleep. All tucked in. <laughs> oh, no zombies here. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, number two. Number two, yeah. Charts. Number two. So, number two... Also kind of personal favourite. And are you guys still doing that fasting thing? Uh, yeah, we are actually. Yeah. Sue's this... a little bit more um, on it than me. You're, you you have a smaller window to eat than me, don't you, mate? What are you How are you fasting at the moment? 18-6. Yeah. 18 hours, not 18, 6 hours eating. Yeah. Very brave. Fuck it, I need a snack. I'm so fucking time. miserable. Oh, but you look great. So, number two. Uh, South mummifying monks, which, again, people might have heard of. I don't know. I don't know. I well, haven't, but this already sounds like what I'm going to do now. Already. Yeah, I was going to say. So, it kind of, like, it's in, like, the Chinese, like, and, and Japanese regions. Um uh, it was between 1603 and 1864 and like all these monks started to try it. I don't know how many in total tried. I've tried to look it up, but I can't find how many in total, like all of the monks have tried this. So they believed that it was kind of like the eternal meditation. So it would take three years for them to prepare themselves for this. If they knew that they were going to die or anything, they were like, right, okay, start to prepare. So they'd start eating things from trees, like trees, berries, leaves, pine things and stuff, anything to help eliminate the fat. Um, so, yeah, so only 17 monks have done this successfully. As I said, I don't know how many I've tried. I know there's probably a lot because they all wanted the eternal meditation because obviously that's how they saw it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they'd, try and like, so they'd just sit around, basically. They'd sit in this room. Oh, that's caught on there. They'd sit about in this room and everything. Um, they would change their diets. They wouldn't really drink much. They would eat bits of tree and berries and stuff. And they would just sit there and try and meditate, basically, and starve themselves. And because it was so hot in there, again, kind of like the Indonesian people, like they'd just kind of dry themselves out. Um, so, yeah, it was quite it was quite a process, really, to be honest. So they'd sit in there. Uh, all the other monks and stuff would go about their business. Uh, every morning, uh, a monk would ring the bell to let them know that they were still alive. Being like, hey, I'm still here. Like, you know, I'm still just waiting and stuff. Um, so when the bell would stop to ring, 
uh, they would go in, they would leave the body in there for about, I think it was a thousand days after a of the mummification thing. So after a thousand days, I think they would go in, check the body over, because they'd have to be careful of like bugs getting in there. But the mugs used to purposefully eat this tree sap that was toxic to the bugs so that they would stir them away from being munched on basically um but you'd have to be careful for them to rot like mold and stuff like mold and dead people are sometimes really good friends which is very annoying um oh. but if they've got moldy or anything that just means that they failed that's why like only 17 have like successfully done it so if they had done it and there was no mold or anything um the other monks they would take them they would uh i think because one of them i think it's you know uh What's he called now? There's another monk that did it, and he's like he's really old. Like he's, he's about he's about ninety. What have we got here? Seventeen eighty three. This monk embalmed like self mummified himself. Yeah. So he's the oldest one, but he's in some kind of case now. But they put robes on them and stuff, and they would wow. put them in these temples. There's still some staying in, in in temples that you can. There's about thirteen, I think, in Japan um, that oh, you can wow. go and see. Like you can go and see them, like they're just there, like just dead, like all Buddhist. I'm so t- I, 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 I you, I've literally got to look now. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I'm going to have a look in a second because that just sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, what else was there? What else was there? Uh, the last last month that did it, he did it illegally, which was in the 1900s. Uh, yeah. And his name, I really, really don't want this to be how it's said, but it's it's like boot. <laughs> It's like Bukaki or something like that. It's not a great name. <laughs> how, did he, how did he mummify himself? <laughs> I don't know. With a lot of love by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> but he, it was about 300 years ago after it was made illegal that um, this book guy was just like, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to self-mummify myself. I don't care. Because, again, this was banned too. This is banned now for some, which I think is a bit mean. So I'm like, if it's what they believe, let them do it. No. If, uh, I, 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 I just typed in self-mummification images. Boom. Yeah. The last one that came up right, was a monk, self-mummified, and if that yeah. wasn't cool enough, he's got shades on. He's got yeah, blue he's thing, and he's like being bored a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah. He's got the shades on. It's fucking incredible. Love life, like, as well, to him, like... Probably all on his because he succeeded. I just think... Oh, that's mad. That's so Buddhist to do that, isn't it? It's like, yeah, don't worry yeah. about me. I'm, I'm completely autonomous. Um, I'm going to mummify myself. That mm. is incredible. Because again, because also... they didn't think it was dying, they were just like, oh, I'm just going to be in an eternal state of meditation then. So that, again, they, it's like this not belief of, like, death and everything. But, again, it's, it's very weird because they all have, like, this, like, oh, it's a shell. Like, they're all very spiritual and stuff. But then they all try and do these kind of, like, immortal-type things. <laughs> themselves mm. like they're like well myself on if i make myself into this like eternal meditation being so that Fucking i don't liars it just seems like a lot of faff it is three years Stu, as well three years to prepare like, if i'm a bit poorly like i'm not gonna start eating sap and like pine cones <laughs> it's like <laughs> i'm gonna That's go and animal yeah, I, you know, I, I'm gonna go and fill me boots. I'm going to Vegas. Like yeah. these Buddhists, they're, they're, you know, these Buddhist monks. Like, if, if you've got a few years left, then do yourself a favour. You know, 
chop in some of your stuff down cash converters, get yourself a cheap yeah. flight, go out to Vegas yeah. and just just have a laugh. Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good point, mate. Plus, who knows they're going to die in three years' time? I mean, yeah, these, I know. These, these are few, I think I'm going to die in three years. You probably will if you lock yourself in a room and only eat pine nuts and Guess berries. Guess what, mate? Premier level oh, guesswork. Crazy. I know yeah. when I'm going to die. I know, man. Yeah. But the, the last guy right. did, he, oh, God, I think the oldest one was, like, 96. So I thought maybe it was, like, oh, I've had some good innings now. It's time. He might have had Three that years is fuck all. Yeah, it's true. Three years is fuck all. Really? You know, but when you get no, to... No, I'm with you. Like, how do you know? How do you know? Even if you're that old, like, 96, it's like... I, I just straight away just think, he can't have many teeth left in his head. What's he eating fucking pine cones for? <laughs> how like, did you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, I used to spray paint them silver for Christmas decorations when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I used to eat all sorts of shit when I was a kid. You Never did. at a pine cone. Yeah. I've, I've seen you eat a skanky fry off the floor after having beer poured all over it on a train. <laughs> I found that video the other day, Shu. Did you? I nearly threw up. Yeah, I found it. I've got it, I've got it on my, my, my laptop. It's strange. Um, but also, like, what happens if you misdiagnose yourself? What happens if you've just got wind? <laughs> like, what happens if you've just got... Like, you need to really like rip one out, and, and but you can't for a while. And then every you pop commit and you've gone, oh, I think this is it for me. And then, like, like, like after day two, you let out the biggest fart, and then you're like, Well, I've, I've now got to stay in here with the <laughs> fart, also, and the knowledge that I'm not dying. Die but I've told everyone that that's it for me now. <laughs> just leaning out the window of the monastery, shouting at the vultures. I thought it's just wind. Fuck no, off. it's just wind. It's fine. It's fine. I'm all right. I'm coming down now. I'll do it next year, like you know, not this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's right. just crazy, isn't it? Three. Number one. Do number, number one. one. Let's do it. So number one, I think, is very close. This definitely doesn't happen anymore. So, number one, endocannibalism, which you can probably kind of... Wow. What is about. Okay. Um, it's a bit higgledy-piggledy because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different types that did it. They had a few different things, but I've kind of done like a general overall, like it always kind of ends in the same situation. Yeah, okay. So, these guys, uh, it's, uh, there's a Yano tribe, a Four tribe, and a Wari tribe. So, they, um, the Yano tribe, only consume ashes of the deceased. But I didn't want that. I, I wanted flesh. Like, I was like, right, who, who, who's going to eat yeah. them? Like, because I knew it was around. Because I'd, I'd spoke yeah. to, like, some family member or something about it. Sure. So, these guys, they would, their, their relative would die. They would leave the relative for about maximum three days during yeah. waiting for like family to come over and everything and then like come over and show up for the ceremony and everything. So <clears throat> so when that happened, uh, they would perform rituals again, love their rituals. They would take the brain out from what I gathered. Again, this might be wrong, I don't know. Um, I did do research, I promise. There's just so many bits about this that, like, yeah, it was just yeah, a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so some of the tribes would take the brain out and put herbs in there, like bits of fern and everything. Mm, Imagine it might one, have been That's a bit one like, of my favourite herbs, that is. Yeah. <laughs> herbs and fern. So, shovel that in and everything. I'm not quite... I think the brain... Um, the women would eat the brain. Naturally. Uh, 
yeah, because they because men believed that women could uh, that they couldn't handle the body, but because of what women could do with theirs, like obviously like making life and everything, they were like, well, you don't really need the body, you just need the brain, because like you you can you can already like uh, contain like a demon type thing. Like again, it's kind of like with the zombie thing as well. Um, so yeah, so they do that, then they would smoke the body out like on a big thing, like kind of like a hog roast, like mm-hmm. turning around while everyone's like dancing about, like doing rituals and everything. Yeah. Um, they believed that eating uh, the relative were, was like a, a goodwill like, to the tribe and family of that deceased, going, oh, great, like, you know, here you are. Have me uh, so you can live a bit longer. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, they, they believed that they would get uh, supernatural powers from eating the relative mm-hmm. or immortality. They also believed as well, another tribe believed that uh, the spirit of the deceased would come out of said relative who'd eaten them uh, and would go off and transform into an animal like a buffalo or like a cow. So that then it would come to the tribe, they could eat the cow, and that was kind okay. of like the full circle thing. Like, yeah. yeah. There's grandma, let's have her like, get on there. Say her again. Yeah. Um, but there was a cool fact actually about this. This is also illegal now, um, unfortunately. Well, I'll say unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, um, because the use there was a big problem with a disease called Kuru disease. Right. It's called like the laughing disease, and because like these people would eat the brains of like people. Yeah. Right. Um, it made them go a little bit crazy, basically. Yeah. They'd start laughing, like they wouldn't be very well, like at all. Um, but I thought this was really cool because now because of these like ancestors doing this um the people who are related to like this particular tribe um they now have like they've evolved to have like this thing against brain disease basically because wow. of what's happening with their relatives so that their their evolution has like kind of caught up with them and made them like kind of uh, immune impervious to outside yeah, yeah. Stuff like, like that. to certain brain diseases because of what their relatives did and obviously they saw this as a problem so evolution fucking hell that's incredible that was a cool bit of, cool bit yeah but well, i couldn't imagine like eating grandma or anything it's like christmas day it's like oh i'm gonna have any breakfast i'm gonna wait and wait until we can eat uncle tom or something you, you <laughs> mentioned that they seasoned the brain did they, that when they're smoking the body do they season the body as well do you know yeah i think so oh, I, I was, right. yeah i think it's kind of like a big hog roast and some of the pictures that i saw and everything and then like conversations that i've had it's just like a big like a big party really it's a bit bizarre like but i just couldn't i, I picked it as number one because i just couldn't imagine like eating like no, that, it's, dead, it's wild absolutely awesome. wild i mean yeah. like could yeah i mean like yeah i mean that is mental in it yeah because yeah. whether or not you, if you liked them would you want to eat them and if you hated them would you want to eat them what if and you then, them and you was vegan oh, oh that's a mind flaws in it mate there's flaws there's flaws in all of these like yeah. You know, they're up there. everyone's overcomplicating dying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think some of them are quite cathartic, though. Like, bet, like, it's kind of like, oh, she had a good send-off. Like, oh, Grand tasted nice. I bet she was well happy. Yeah. Could you pitch your, like, can you pick your baste in? Can you be like, I want to, like, um, when you smoke me out, I want to be, like, mango and lime. Or uh, I I'm would. Gonna be, oh, hot. I'm going to be hot, mm-hmm. please. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Give me a hot. Well, lemon and lime. I'm, I'm Paprika. I like it. I like the idea of like, you know, a, a hog roast. Like I yeah. love a hog roast at a wedding and things mm. like that. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But 
my 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 thing is like you know funerals are pretty sad occasions, right? And you know I'm, I'm not a big fan. And you're there, and you know there, there's you know, there, there, there's Uncle Joe like being you know smoked over in the yeah. now. I'm not necessarily up for eating him, but does this mean that's the food at the wake, or will there still be a buffet? I think they might. I think they probably did like fruit and stuff as well, because yeah, they, they no, again, slaughter you, things you, as well. Phoebe, you, you, you're misunderstanding what I say when I say to a buffet. I'm not talking about fruit. <laughs> I'm talking I about want, sausages, like, chicken legs. Yeah, like, as, as someone else popped to Iceland and just bought a little platter, you know, yeah. I, I want I want a buffet at the wake, right? Yeah, if if that's all that's on the table, just like human flesh, it's not for me, mate. Nah, part yeah, I might have to pass on that one. I think you taste quite nice, Stu. To be quite frank. Thanks, man. I'll eat your face, definitely, man. <laughs> so look, well, I'll be wrapping up these sort of like we, we've been presented with a lot of sort of like ways to go out. Mm-hmm. Right, Phoebe, how would you how 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 are you going out? What's your sort of like prefer, preferred sort of like exit? I think. <clears throat> see, I'm a bit. I, I one thing. Okay, two things. One, uh, I think it depends on who cares about me when I like who's around basically yeah. at the time. Because I, I don't mind like white sheep put me in the ground, all that jazz. Yeah. Um. But then I will kind of like I saw this thing on um on the internet about this woman and she had people come in as their favourite like Halloween characters. Not like Halloween the film, but like in general, like there was yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice there. There was um. Oh, someone from the um, uh, Little Shop of Horrors and stuff. Like, I'd want, yeah, I'd want that kind of thing. Um, my boyfriend wants someone to stand in the back as a Grim Reaper and just stand there and not like, say anything <laughs> for you. He wants that. So I kind of want that too, but I would have like a Halloween thing. I'd have it as fun, really, to be honest, because yeah, it just it's just it's for the living, to be honest. Like funerals yeah. are really. That's why I like my thing because it's kind of like it is for the living, but it's like it's just nice for the dead person to like have that kind of attention like to clean yeah. up everything. So but yeah I, I would do something like that. I like that. Really like that. Guys? Yeah Stu what are you doing? Um I just want I like the idea of just um rotting uh in, in a room. <laughs> but I think I'd I would i would want a gravestone just so people can come and like you yeah. know worship you like worship Jim Morrison. Yeah. Um but I'd want to be next to it on a rocking chair with a half cocked shotgun just over my arm. <laughs> Graveyard. You can do that because they do that in America. They have people like standing up and everything now. Like it's crazy if you see any of it. Like the no. standing up funerals in America. Now no. the deceased like sitting in a chair. Like honestly, oh. have a Google. You might have seen it. I don't know. There's this um, there's this guy and like he'd been shot or something, and they'd be up in the corner. Then there's this old oh. lady who died, and she was in a rocking chair, and people were going up to her on this stage, and she was dead. Like, and she was just rocking in this rocking chair and they'd be putting presents and stuff on her. Like, it was like a oh scene. Like, oh, my God. Scene. I'm all right. looking at it now. Because look- we were scared I'm that it was going to come over here. And I was like, I'm not going to try and stand up with that person. Like, because sometimes the people that I deal with are, like, twice the size of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of tall, but, like, you know, normally you get a six-foot-five guy who's, like, 200-odd pounds. You're just like, fuck. And I'll I'll definitely swap my my eyes for them glasses uh, with eyes on springs. So every time I rock forward, my eyes. Uh, are that would be so good. I would love that idea. I would too. 
Chris? I really oh. enjoy that. Um, I, just, the, just for me, the classic, buried in a, in a massive tomb, um, dressed as a, as a vampire. I'm just banking. In a that. massive tomb? Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to, like, I, if I have any money left over, if I don't die absolutely broke, like, um, bankrupt, um, my house will just be sold to, to build, like, an, a big, nice stone tomb somewhere. Somewhere spooky as well, out the way in a forest. Yeah. Highly yeah, illegal. I'll, but just I'll so kids can find it and scare the shit out of themselves with it. I, I'm really down for that. And, uh, yeah. So, I admit, like, Phoebe, I miss, what would you say there? No, no, I, like, I think Edinburgh's quite creepy. I'll go and get buried up there if you want to oh, It's great. The graveyard's up there. I'm a mm. big fan of Highgate Cemetery. Good place for a date, that. Um, uh, absolutely <laughs> dead serious. Um, but um, Edinburgh, have you done the Harry Potter graveyard tour? No, but because uh, I, I went to Edinburgh. I did a recon course in Edinburgh um, to fix people like, with, like uh, the Edinburgh anatomy university yeah, thing yeah. Right. oh my god it was so cool i saw burke skeleton like it was all there um but oh. their graveyard is it gray face bobby like i've been to that graveyard yeah, there because that, that I, I, yeah. I it was a bit i was a bit rubbish there to be fair because during it'd be like nine to like five at this course and then i'd just like be on my own like around yeah. edinburgh and stuff so i go around to the graveyards and stuff um as well as other things like i'm not that morbid i could do like like to do fun things that don't include dead people um but yeah but i just thought that graveyard was amazing like i've got well creeped out around there so i'd definitely yeah. be like you know with goggly eyes in the corner scaring people yeah <laughs> baby the, um this has been one of my favorite episodes of hardcore listing <laughs> It's been so much fun. Um, it has been wicked. Yes. You've um, done great, great, great subject, good research, and um, thank good you. Laugh. I was bothered. I didn't want it to be crap, and like uh, oh, I have anxiety, so it really makes it feel more like a driving test than like something fun to enjoy. <laughs> Like, so yes, and this has been really good. I'm just pleased that you're happy, really, to be fair. Oh, I haven't ruined your podcast. <laughs> oh, come on, not at all. It was really cool, Phoebe. Thank, thanks for coming on. And uh, any time telling me that I mean, if I take anything away, it's that we all have blue eyes when we die, which mm-hmm. um, I'm probably gonna stare off into space for a few hours just thinking about that now. But mm-hmm. yes, yeah, amazing. And most importantly, oh, when that's... people do go to uh, see you at your uh, big temple uh, that you're buried in chris dressed as a vampire and when they look at your blue eyes the last thing they're going to say is why are they crossed oh yeah i just want to quickly tell you about this magazine it's called pod bible now pod bible is the new essential guide to podcasts it's put together alongside spotify and acast and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about i mean in the first edition there's interviews with adam buxton interviews with craig parkinson and there's features on jade adams and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there also spotify have given us these amazing little codes so if you do get a print copy you can just turn on your spotify on your phone scan the little code and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there. 
and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.